Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to The Broad Experience, the show about women, the workplace, and success. I'm Ashley Miltite. This time on the show, why should women have to change themselves to fit in with company culture, as one famous book advocates? I just think she could have used all of her power and all of her understanding to much more clearly tell companies to lean in. I mean, she could have written the same book and just called it Companies Lean In. Coming up, stop fixing women, start fixing companies. Aviva Wittenberg-Cox is CEO of 21st, a consultancy based in Europe. She and her colleagues work with companies who are serious about getting a good balance of men and women in top roles. I found out about her work because she writes regularly for the Harvard Business Review blog, and her message doesn't vary. She says it's time for the world's corporations to update their attitudes to match reality. And reality is that around 60% of university graduates around the world are women – Women make 80% of purchasing decisions, and research shows companies with a good balance of men and women in management and on boards do better than other companies. Still, most of the emphasis so far has been on getting women to change to climb the ranks. Aviva is out to change that. She was brought up in Canada, but she's lived in Paris for years. When we spoke, I was in London, she was in Paris. she just got back from a work trip to Mumbai and was about to fly to LA. We spoke on Skype. I began by asking her what she and her colleagues find when they start working with one of their client companies. They haven't really ever, in our experience, had a discussion on gender among themselves Hmm. for more than an hour in their lives. What they do occasionally have is presentations that come in from the Women's Committee or the Diversity Committee that's, you know, kind of tell them what the business case is and they nod and go away unconvinced. They will not be convinced by some woman leading a women's network. They may be convinced by their head of finance or research. Peer-to-peer discussion is absolutely key as a change agent. When they are taking this seriously and have decided as a company to try and work on this, what kinds of changes are they making in-house to make it an easier place for women to ascend? What kinds of things are they doing? Well, what so many people don't understand, I think, is that these these guys aren't fully aware of the topic. They think they're being fully gender neutral. That's what they have been taught. That's what we've asked them to be for a century or so, right? To ignore gender and treat everybody the same. That's their that's their mantra. That's what they're convinced they're doing. And they are not in any way aware that the current environment that they are in is in any way normed on masculine behaviors, styles, communication issues. They're not aware of that. They just think that's normal. 
But the workplace was created by men for men. And women often have trouble thriving in that environment, an environment designed for guys who've been conditioned all their lives to ask for what they want in no uncertain terms, to speak up when they need to. Compare that to women who've usually been raised with quite different expectations for how they should behave, and you see how offices can be tricky places for women to fit in. Is this because of feminism that in the West people tend to operate on or have tended to operate under this? Well, we're all the same, you know, we're all the same inside. That yeah, I, th- I think this is what we ladies have asked for for a century, and I think we're getting it. I think the guys are trying in well-run companies. They're really trying to do what they think we've been asking for, which is to be treated exactly the same. And I think women are only just beginning to wake up to the fact that maybe that wasn't exactly the right request. And we are now trying to adjust a little bit to can we be equal but different right? as opposed to equal and the same. Because, yeah, if we're treated exactly the same, it's a really effective way of getting us out of, out of the talent pipelines and promotions. Because, just to use one common example, a man is likelier to put himself forward for a new job or promotion, even if he doesn't meet that many of the qualifications. A woman is likely to say, oh, I'm not ready, I'm not fully qualified, I don't think I'd get it, even though actually each person might have just as good a chance as the other. But the man is likelier to get that job just because he had the self-belief to put himself forward in the first place. The woman will remain at her same level because she didn't dare to apply. As far as the company's concerned, both had an equal shot. Aviva spends a lot of her time helping clients become aware of the differences between men and women and the unconscious biases we all hold about both genders. She says once that starts to sink in, companies begin to get it. They can start to change their cultures to be the kinds of places where both sexes can do well. And she tells companies they may have to pull women up to get more equality in the ranks, not wait for them to put themselves forward. This episode of The Broad Experience is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code BROAD. Squarespace is constantly improving their platform with new features, new designs, and even better support. They have beautiful designs for you to start with and all the style options you need to create a unique website for you or your business. Again, make sure to use the offer code BROAD, B-R-O-A-D, to get 10% off and to show your support for the Broad experience. And thanks. You won't hear Aviva Wittenberg-Cox using phrases like women's leadership that much. Her focus is on having both sexes at management levels, and she's careful to always phrase the discussion around balance, not around a lack of women. For one thing, the balance message tends to resonate a lot more with men. It's less guilt-inducing, more inclusive, more galvanising. Still, she says that balance can only be achieved if men are allowed to be less ambitious. We'll come back to that a bit later. But she says America, where so much of the conversation about women and work takes place, it's the worst culprit when it comes to framing the problem. American companies just tend to be driving this very much framed as a women's issue run by women for women, all about women. 
we try not to drive it that way or work with companies that want to take a different approach. We've seen this approach work in countries from Pakistan to the U.S. It just requires management to decide they're going to drive it this way. And that's so interesting because I know you've been in India recently, haven't you? Yeah, that was really interesting. Oh, yeah, tell, me, tell me something about that. I'd love to hear a story from, from your work there. Well, what's interesting is how ready leaders are in women-unfriendly countries where the context is very difficult, right? So again, they know that if they're going to do this, they will have to put a lot of resources behind it, which isn't your Western vision of gender balancing, right? Um, and so they, they know that they will have to do a lot of work to make their companies even attractive to women because they're so wildly male-dominated that they know they have some employer branding to do. They have to create policies to ensure that women are secure. I mean, even just getting to and from work in India, there are major security issues for women. So there's a lot of transportation issues, and they usually put in, you know, assisted transportation home if it's late at night. Some companies will build apartment buildings near offices or factories where they actually like house staffs they start um, their policies in india to start sending parents around with their executives not just babysitters that was that was already you know kind of obvious that they have to send the babysitters around and now they're talking about moving the parents because in a lot of asian countries you know people simply won't be mobile if they can't bring their parents along as well because they're responsible for them um there's a whole other debate than anything you'll find in the west i mean just picture how much is involved for these companies in southeast asia if you want more women executives you have to think not only about on-site crashes and babysitters but moving the executives parents around the country or the world with her because the culture demands that children but especially women look after their parents. It's huge. And Aviva says these companies know that if they really want to do this, if they truly want more women in management roles, they're going to have to make a hefty investment. They only do it when they're serious about getting results. In the West, she says she finds male leaders tend to start off from the point of view of, well, we've had a women's networking group, we've acted as champions to our female colleagues. If women aren't getting as far as men, surely that's their fault. Well, I that you sort of bring me neatly onto a question I've really been wanting to ask you, which is what do you think of the whole lean in movement? I don't know if you've read the book, but even the conversation that sprung up around it. Yeah, of course I have. And of course, I've, I've been pretty involved in writing on that, too. Um, I think you probably can guess my position. Um, I, I find it slightly extraordinary in 2014 when women are 60 percent of the talent pool and 80 percent of purchasing decision makers and consumer goods to tell women to be leaning in. Uh, I think we have leaned in and I think we're seeing the you know, silent revolution of that uh, shift. The fact that the corporate world is not fully utilizing this talent that's now on offer or realizing the business advantages of being gender balanced I don't think women can lean in all that much more. And I worry about it because it's often interpreted as women should behave and become more like men. When what I hear from leaders is they don't want that. They actually want women to stay complementary, different, authentic, whatever they are that they bring. And that they need to get their own systems to just be more inclusive 
and more welcoming to styles that might be a little bit different than what they have had for the past century. Mm. I think it's time for companies to lean in big time. At this point, I said, OK, but what about the way so many women have been raised? A lot of us were brought up at home and by society to be polite people pleasers, not to make a fuss and not to advocate for ourselves because it was unseemly. I mean, I do think all that affects our behaviour and I, I, I don't mind trying to change some of that. But I don't know. Do you think that's sort of heinous that we should change bits of ourselves? No, you know, I've been a coach, uh, an executive coach for 15 years, and I, I think all of us, all of us can do a tremendous amount of work to learn and grow and mature through our lives and our careers. I think that's absolutely clear, and we have to learn, all of us, the rules of the game in organizations. All I can tell you is that in organizations that are gender balanced, or any of these leaders that I've worked with who are good leaders, really truly meritocratic, women don't need any of this advice because they are totally comfortable, totally secure, they speak out, they have their say, and there is no issues and no differences between men and women. It's only in environments that aren't inclusive, that still have male norms, spoken or unspoken, that are at play that women tend to then shut down or feel slightly less comfortable as any out-of-power group would Mm. in a system that is somewhat dominating with messages on how things should be and how people should behave. So, no, I am just sad that um, a woman with as much experience and understanding of the corporate world as Sandberg could not have been a more a much more useful change agent if she told companies to lean in as has you know Hillary Clinton or Christine Lagarde at the IMF there are other women arguing that really the economy could benefit so much from a better utilization of female skills I think that would have been a message that would have hugely shifted the debate which needs shifting desperately in the US away from this fix the women mentality into you know let's adapt to the current reality of a female dominated talent pool and a female dominated market i suppose you could say though about lean in one thing it may have done because supposedly quite a few men have read it is maybe simply if, if 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 important men at companies have read this book maybe simply by being aware of what women experience in the workplace it may have done some good you know they may be thinking about different ways to do things within the company oh, i think it's a great book i don't disagree with a single word that samberg says right I just think she could have used all of her power and all of her understanding to much more clearly tell companies to lean in. I mean, she could have written the same book and just called it, you know, companies lean in and learn this. And then she would have had 100,000 men reading that book. She certainly has some men, but the book is really aimed at women. If the book had more clearly been aimed at companies and managers more generally and said, here, this is a 21st century management skill you guys need to capture, she would have had, I think, 
the same level of impact, but on the right audience. And that would have been extraordinarily helpful at this time in history. What about you writing that book? I have. (laughs) (laughs) You've already done it. I've written three, and they all say this. I just happen not to be COO of Facebook, Facebook. so it has a little less impact. (laughs) I'd happily happily have handed over the manuscripts if she would have signed the book. (laughs) Aviva's latest book is called Seven Steps to Leading a Gender-Balanced Business. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And talking of balance, when I brought up the McKinsey and Company finding that only 41% of women even aspired to the executive suite, while 59% did not, she said, well, how about asking that same question of someone else? Not all the men want to either. I mean, we also have to make sure that we're comparing the comparable, right? Right. It's not enough just to say 40% of women. What number, what percentage of men that's not all men want to get to the executive suite for kind of the same reason. So it's all of this research institute, my, my issue with it is it always has to be comparative. Otherwise, it's not worth that much. And actually, I think McKinsey's done fantastic research, and they've shown very clearly the impact of leadership and CEO commitment on balancing, and that that is the number one criteria for success. I think that's been very useful. This whole debate about what women say, what women want, do women really want it, and all that stuff, is just slightly useless in a context where companies have not yet really adapted. Adapted, that is, to be places where both sexes can be themselves, where more women aspire to the top job because company culture no longer feels so alien, and where more men can openly say they're happy staying on the ladder's middle rungs because there are things they're interested in other than work. In some places, things have changed already, though they're unbalanced in the other direction. What I see in a lot of countries, Russia, China, the Philippines, is we're seeing a number of countries flip So we're getting women dominating in a lot of key positions. And I hear exactly the same conversation in those countries that I hear in the West. But for the other gender, you know, oh, we'd love to get more men, but we just can't find any. And they're just not as competent. And the really good ones, they're always women. And the men just aren't ambitious. On and on and on it goes. So Mm. this is why we've always called ourselves gender balancers, because we'll be working very soon for the other half of the population. So far, the U.S. workplace remains far from balanced. A lot of men who get paternity leave, and that's far from everyone, they still don't even take the leave they're offered for fear of losing status at the office. I see America as a vast ship whose work culture and workaholism will be tough to turn around. Well, that's what's really interesting about working for multinationals is within a single company, you have this experimentation rolling out now all over the world in culture after culture. And you can learn a lot um, inside companies from how other companies do it, other countries, other companies, other leaders. And there really is not, in my experience, 
a hugely determining factor to any culture that I've seen. If any leader wants to gender balance, they can do it. They can get any of these policies through and adopted through leadership skills, regardless of the culture. And as I can remind you, you know, if you can do it in Pakistan, believe me, you can do it in workaholic America. That's a minor, that's a minor issue. Yeah. No, no. I, that's so encouraging. That's very, that's a wonderfully encouraging note upon which to end. So thank you so much for doing this. My pleasure. My it's, pleasure. It's been... and I, no, I, I am optimistic. I think um, companies are right now. It's only the very best companies, but they're going to get a competitive edge and the others will be forced to, to move in behind them pretty soon. Aviva Wittenberg-Cox. I'm going to link you to her latest Harvard Review post under this episode at thebroadexperience.com. Also, if you're a new listener, first, I'm really glad to have you. Second, all past episodes are available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Audioboo, and a few other places as well. And if you're as interested as I am in how companies around the world are appealing to women, I'd like to recommend episodes 15 and 17 of The Broad Experience. Each show has an interview with a woman from a multinational about what that company's doing to get more women into senior roles in countries from Iceland to Pakistan. That's the broad experience for this time. If you enjoy the show, please consider writing a review on iTunes. You can comment on this episode at thebroadexperience.com and on the show's Facebook page. I'm Ashley Milne-Tite. Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 